everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Disneyland Railroad. Three Guys in a Mouse, Season 2, Episode 12. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart Hello and welcome to another episode of Three Guys in the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. Yo, yo. And Hunter. Hey. And today we've got two mice. We've got Courtney. Hi. And Elizabeth. Hello. And we're going to talk about uh, some news with the Disney company, like always. And we're also at the end going to talk about this new Max Pass coming into Disneyland. Max Pass. But anyway, here we go. All right, to start things off, we're going to talk about the DuckTales cast was revealed. So the McDuck nephews Huey, Dewey, and Louie are going to be voiced by Danny Pudi from Community, Ben Schwartz of Parks and Recreation, and Bobby Monahan from Saturday Night Live. Launchpad McQuack is going to be voiced by Beck Bennett from Saturday Night Live. Mrs. Beakley is going to be voiced by Tox Alagundoy from uh, Castle, and Kate Micucci uh, which we recognize from Scrubs. She was, uh, what is it, the Gooch? gooch. Yeah, the Gooch. gooch. Uh, she's going to be Webby Vanderquack. And this is my favorite one. Scrooge McDuck is going to be voiced by David Tennant, the doctor himself. <laughs> so how do you guys feel on the uh, DuckTales cast? It's good. I like it. I, I mean, I don't recognize a couple of those names, but I'm pretty sure they, they've got it I right. would say half of them, I don't know. But I was excited. As soon as I saw David Tennant, I was just like, well, the show's for sure going to be on forever now. <laughs> it's going to have a fan base just because of that. I don't know any of them, but I mean, I'm pretty sure they do a good job. You watch the show, though. I watch the show, but I don't know, like, behind oh, the, the voice. I, I think it's going to be cool. Like I said, once again, David Tennant is all I needed in there. Well, Danny Pudi would have been fine, too. <laughs> but they also posted a video of them singing the DuckTales uh, um, theme song, which that was... That was cool, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, also, today uh, they released a new trailer for Tangled Ever After. So Tangled uh, Ever After is the series, but then they're also uh, they also announced in the trailer that they're gonna have a TV movie, and the TV movie covers why her hair is back, and it showed like uh, her hair regrows and she tries to get her handmaiden uh, to cut it, but. Uh, it magically won't cut but uh, I know like uh, for us like we're all Tangled fans and especially Zachary Levi fans so we were a go no matter what like hearing Zachary Levi for a few seconds on the trailer I was like I'm sold I'm sold 100% oh yes no comment no, no comment <laughs> no? George's favorite is Zachary Mandy Moore Levi. George's favorite is Mandy Moore so he watches This Is Us for her oh. I watch This Is Us <laughs> <laughs> to, to move on though to uh, some business I know Courtney was very into so uh, this happened like last week but uh, they had somebody uh, leaked a video of the singing 
uh, Bell doll for the new Beauty and the Beast movie. So we all got our first chance to hear Emma Watson singing, which uh, surprisingly was not awful. Like I, I was expecting it to be like, ooh. I think anything Emma Watson does can't is not going to be awful. Well, I disagree. Well, cause I disagree like, with that. Oh. Well, your opinions aside, <laughs> the thing with the Beauty and the Beast and with the singing, what I was concerned about was uh, in Jungle Book. Like, that was a big issue that people had, was uh, Christopher Walken specifically singing in it. That people really didn't like that. Um, so, like, I was kind of worried that we were going to get into that area with this, but uh, it seems like Emma Watson, like, has definitely pulled it out. Of course, I would say, like... Um, I don't think she would have agreed to sing if, if she didn't like it herself. She might have, because this is her favorite Disney princess, though. Yeah, no, but, but that would like, make her want to work exactly, harder. Yeah, that's yeah. Like but I had that fear because I was like, I've never heard her sing. You yeah. you were hesitant about her since the beginning. Well, yeah, I'm still hesitant yeah. about her. But I, oh, I, I think I think she'll do really well, honestly. Like, just watching the previews, like, I feel like she is Belle. Well, that was the other thing I was going to bring up. Is So, I thought it was actually clever the way they did it because the video leaks and everyone's talking about it. And then that night, they released a teaser trailer with her singing it. I and saw then, that. Yeah. I think I saw that on TV, actually. Well, that's what I was getting at, yeah. too, George, is that a few days later, and it was actually during one of the playoff games, they premiered the actual trailer, and that was the thing, is... Oh, no, it was during the Golden Globes. Yeah, yeah. the Golden Globes, Globes, yeah. The Golden yeah. Globes, except the Golden Globes, she's singing uh, Belle, which yeah. is, you know, a uh, little town. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was clever, too, because it's like, they gave you the one that you already heard, but then they showed you the actual trailer with what they were actually planning. I thought that was good. Like, uh, I feel like I feel like that also like sold me too because her singing both songs made me go, okay, I'm I'm in. Yeah, me too. Like once I was hearing the song, it was like, oh okay, like it won't be that bad. Like the songs that could I that spe- bad? Yeah. Is no one else as excited as I am no, for this I'm, movie? No, I'm I'm excited for this movie. It's just Look, like everyone was worried because when we saw the picture of the Bell doll we noticed that it looked like Justin Bieber. <laughs> Everyone's worried about that. That, that was like the internet chatter. Everyone was like, is this supposed to be Belle or Justin Bieber? Just the, like the list. one thing I'm worried about is, uh, uh, what was that song? Um, be Our Guests. Our Guests. Like, how are they going to do it? Like, are they going to ruin it or are they going to make it look cool? I think they're going to make it look cool. If anything, the only thing in Beauty and the Beast that annoyed me is uh, yesterday they officially announced that Oh, I know you. John Legend and Ariana Grande yeah. are gonna be singing no. the Beauty and the Beast song, and I was like, I can tell no. you how bad that's I'm gonna okay sound right now. John Legend, you but not. But Ariana right Grande yeah. should just be removed from Disney. I don't know she why. She should be they removed keep, from everything. She should be removed. <laughs> she's not. A, Did you see she's her not a singer. I was like, oh no. Just, just no. leave when the movie's over. You don't have to listen to like, it. Like we yeah. don't need any more of her. Like she doesn't bring anything. I, to I mean, a movie. I understand. I understand. Like. Because, uh, you know, obviously what they're doing is the same thing they, they've always done, where it's going to be, oh, two big pop stars singing the main song. But just so bad. Like, the the only one I can think of, of course, I haven't heard it yet because they haven't released it. The only thing I can say that is honestly worse is whoever the pop star that sings the um, How Far I'll Go from Moana on the soundtrack is awful. Like, oh, yeah, the, she's like, yeah, yeah. It, she's got the like preview. a super deep yes. voice, too. No one knows. <laughs> I'm just like, who is this guy? 
No, but um, I know, like, because, uh, like Elizabeth said, she's she's been up for the movie the whole time. I know Courtney's been ever. Courtney's been on board no matter what. Like, even with her doubts, she's on board. She's gonna see the movie. We More all know that. She's she's gonna pull a us seeing Star Wars Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely feel like for people like me who were like on the fence on everything, I, like the two trailers made me go, okay, I'm in now. I, I'm with this. Which is funny because I never watched Jungle Book and like Jungle Book they announced people I like but I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to see this. I think what would have made this movie better is if Ryan Gosling would have been uh, Beast. But I, I know that there was some the Beast didn't look so complex. CGI. Yeah, if he didn't look so CGI. He's I like didn't want super Ryan Gosling as the Beast, no? I'll be honest. Why not? Because I then you'd be sitting... I don't see the gimmick about him being so attractive. I'm like, oh. Courtney, we don't need But that. Yeah, even if he wasn't attractive, I, I think he's a good opinion. actor though. Yeah, he's a yeah. good actor, but I don't feel like for this part. The, the only thing I would say is, if he was the Beast, the whole time you'd be sitting there like, can he just be human now? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I have a feeling like, that's how like uh, people are going to feel with um, with Lumiere. Just like, can he just be Ewan McGregor now? Yeah. I mean, they, they, can't, even, they can't even hold themselves back. Uh, they already released a poster that has Lumiere... Oh, Cogsworth and uh, Mrs. Potts as humans on it. I like the powder just so that Just so they can show you what they look oh, like. They probably do like a flashback how like Lumiere is like oh how we were and then like they do like a flashback oh, and they start dancing. I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna make it a point to show Ewan McGregor's face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ewan McGregor. Hey Obi-Wan uh, I'm on board with Obi-Wan. That's what brought me on board with the movie. Obi-Wan? <laughs> Obi-Wan? Yeah, that was actually a surprise to me. I was like, what the? I was like, Ewan McGregor. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but he fits in. I, I do know the. Yeah, he does. The major yeah, complaint still, though, is uh, it's what the voice of Chip. People like are really annoyed yeah. about it. Which I, I don't really What's understand the, the hate. They just don't like that? the yeah, voice. Yeah, they don't like how he sounds. So I was like, oh. Does he sound like too young, too sounds old? Sounds like Justin Bieber. Teenager. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure what the complaint is. I, I just he hear it like online and I'm just like, whatever. People want is, to is it that his voice isn't Is so it Chip a kid though? Yeah, he is. Actually, I think it's that he's British, right? I think it, so. I think it's that they're complaining that he sounds too different. Oh, it's like, what did you really think? Emma Thompson is his mom. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But to move on, um, so Moana came out uh, last year. Uh, I know we really didn't talk about it. It, it is doing really well. I know um, it. Uh, what it was up for the Golden Globes for Best Original Song and uh, Best Animated Feature. It lost to Zootopia, which, uh, I mean, it's not really a loss. The same studio still, but uh, I was a little annoyed because I was just like, oh, I mean, Moana was better. And that's the thing, too, is like, my daughter and I, we've been watching Moana, uh, like, you know, I hate to admit it, but I pirated it. So we've been oh. watching it multiple times. Busted. And uh, that's the thing though, is like, she loves Moana. Like everything, and then for me, like too, like everything in Moana is like amazing. She specifically loves Maui. Yes, <laughs> she loves Maui. Not no, the chicken. that's no. the rock. The demigod, oh. the rock. Oh yeah. yeah. The chicken. He's everyone, just a demigod. everyone was saying that the chicken is like the he yeah. is, yeah, the chicken the is chicken so funny. The chicken is funny. <laughs> I love when, because um, the chicken, like, what is it? She's on the uh, canoe or whatever, uh, or the boat, and then uh, she hears a sound and she opens it and it's the chicken, and she takes, like, the, the coconut. coconut off of his head, and he sees that they're in the water, and he just goes, ah! 
and it's like just her like covering him and he just keeps stopping and then she takes it off and he's still like blocking it's so stupid yeah that movie's so good though like um i know i know there's like a lot of complaints i was reading uh that hawaiians um and polynesians were complaining that um that maui's overweight and they don't like that and that they were mad that they didn't um have in like all of maui's like uh backstory and stuff like because uh, maui in the lore he has like a goddess that's always with him and they're like oh we think it's ridiculous that disney wanted to make this new character of moana so they left out the goddess and it's like well if it's him with the goddess it wouldn't have made sense it's like well why would they join with this moana. human yeah why would they join with this human for no reason the, the overweight thing, I never found him to be overweight. When I, I saw the trailer, looked, I thought it was muscle. I, I thought think he looked proportionate, yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought they were trying to show him as like a hulking to, man. Yeah, to be honest, I took it more He's as... He's a like, demigod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I took it more like he was uh, like a blocky, like kind of like a blocky cartoon, but he was supposed to be uh, not overweight, but he was supposed to be, you know, like Bus, you said, yeah. muscle. But, you know, whatever. Haters gonna hate. They showed that in his song. Yeah. He's flexing the whole time. Yeah, he, uh, I know I've talked about it with, like, uh, some of my friends. And it's funny because uh, even if they don't like Disney movies, they loved uh, The Rock in it. They're like, oh, my God. The Rock as Maui is perfect. Like, the story completely, like, is just so good. Like, I mean, I watched it and I was just like, this makes me want to be a better woman. <laughs> 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 no, but it's a it's a great movie. Uh, one thing I did love, uh, and I wanted to point out, just to point out my nerddom, is uh, when I watched it, the first time I watched it, when her dad was talking, I was like, Django Fett? And I immediately <laughs> looked it up and confirmed that it was Django Fett. And I thought that was oh so funny God. that I just caught that immediately. I was like, that's Django Fett. <laughs> and to move on uh, to the other story, Rogue One, of course, came out, and we haven't been able to talk about it yet. And Rogue One was uh, everything we wanted in a Star Wars movie. And more. And, and that's considering, like, uh, there, there's a lot of, like, uh, plot holes and kind of assumptions in there. But I, I'm just like, what they did with that movie was so fantastic. I know, of course, there's some haters out there that are like, Rogue One was boring. And you're like, no one cares what you think. If you, was not if you tell me that you thought Suicide Squad was fun, and you tell me Rogue One was not, you're awful. <laughs> you're lying to yourself if you think that. Actually, uh, on a side note, The Rock uh, just tweeted out about DC saying that he's still going to be Black Adam in the DC Universe, and that they're completely shifting the tone of the DC Universe. And even though they're not saying it, he implied that they're going for more of a Marvel route where it's lighter. And I'm like, well, duh, because everyone hated what you already showed us. I mean, I still see stuff for Justice League and I'm just like, eh. Like, no, what is it, Aquaman? Not. Every time I see stuff for Aquaman, I'm like, eh. I'm like, you're really stretching me on this. Or, uh, what is it, The Flash? Like, I love how people are like, well, the Flash outfit looks really cool because he's, like, wearing metal and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but the Flash TV show looks like you could actually run in that. <laughs> a metal suit? Why would I be running in a metal suit? <laughs> Whatever. But uh, Ro back to Rogue One. So Rogue One um, had a huge opening. Uh, what is it? It's at 7... Uh, actually, I think it's a little more now. But uh, at the time that I wrote this, it was at 775 million worldwide and 439 million domestic, 
which uh, puts it only behind um, Finding Dory, which uh, was the winner for domestic box office at 486. But, uh, on, um, well, actually, let's just first go off with uh, Rogue One. Uh, what are what are your guys' reviews that you, and things you want to point out? That was fantastic. I've seen that movie three times. I want to see it again. I saw it with, with uh, you and Elizabeth, and, you know, I, the second I saw it, I was just like, yes. Everything was perfect. I was even on board with no opening scroll, which I thought was funny that people were making a big deal about. I know, right? Yeah, I was okay with that, too. I was like, I, I wasn't sitting there like, no opening scroll, I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, that movie was 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 really good, but I mean, people are saying, what do you think, what's, uh, what's better, Rogue One or the... Uh, Force Awakens. Oh, well, yeah, that one, that one, yeah, I like, answer with the Force Awakens, like, come on. but Rogue One was fantastic. It was a good movie. And by the way, I, I know that I'm not alone on this, on this, you know, you? I don't know who Diego Luna is, but after seeing that movie, I was like, this guy is fantastic. Yeah, you're, like, you fall He's in love with actor. him. He's a great actor, I was like, wow. You're like, he may have peanut butter stuck on the <laughs> roof of his mouth, but I love this dude. <laughs> I really enjoyed Rogue One. My favorite character was K2, though. I liked him. Being all sarcastic all the time. Actually, um, an interesting thing about that, um, it, well, we're gonna do, like, we're, uh, it's part of, like, I know I've tweeted out about it, but, like, we're restructuring the show right now, and we're gonna be doing, like, some features with, like, backstories and stuff. Um, I'll, I'll just let you know right now, the first one is Beauty and the Beast, just because the movie's coming out, but, uh, Rogue One is another one that I'm really interested in because uh, I know we had talked about it on the podcast that they did 10 days of reshoots this past summer. Mm -hmm. And apparently one of the main things was part of it was that Disney wanted it to be more, uh, like as they put it, they wanted it to be funnier because they thought the movie was too dark before, especially after Batman v Superman and the failure of that movie. They wanted Rogue One to be lighter. And apparently one of the big differences was K2 they added K2SO in that 10 days. And I'm like, that's insane. But then like, you think of the movie in retrospect and you're like, you can see that because he has very limited parts that he's actually in. And mm -hmm. it makes sense that he's not really in the movie. He's only in like cocks, the, what, the cockpit scenes and stuff. You're yeah. just like, oh my God. Like it, it would have been so easy to just add him in afterwards. It was yeah. funny, I like him. <laughs> And I think we discussed it uh, multiple times about the reshoots and how some people were worried about it. I think I was on board with saying that I was worried, but at the same rate, not too worried, because I think we've discussed it before. A lot of movies do days of reshoots. It's just a, it's just how many days of uh, reshoots that they did that was a little disheartening. Yeah. And you know, again with K two seeing it, yeah, you can you can see it because he also has very limited interaction with anybody who's not Jin or uh, Cassian. I like the intro, how, like, when, uh, you know, when the parents die or whatever, when the guy was like, like, what did he say? He was like, um, he's like, come, child! Like, come! And yeah, after that, he oh, yeah. like, Star Wars. Oh, uh, that, that, yeah, Rogue One. I was yeah, like, Saw Carrera. Yeah. I like that. By the way, he's and, impressive. Uh, and that was another thing, too. I know a complaint was that, uh, before, you know, you, you got a lot of lines that were cut out. And, and that's, like, a big thing with the movie, is that, um, Disney, like, Apparently the third act like completely changed the movie. Uh, they, I, I guess they didn't like it at all. But you get things in there like, um, of course, the first trailer had the part with Saw Gerrera where he says, uh, he's like, you know, if they catch you, what will you become? And then they show her in the suit. 
Of course, everyone, like, and we discussed that too. Everyone thought it was the Death Trooper suit, yeah. but it was not. It was the landing gear suit, yeah. which I was like, I'm, I'm just happy awesome. that we were right, but uh, in your face, everyone. But, <laughs> you know, you, you get like cool things like that cut out, but then I know a big thing people complained about is that Sakurera in the first trailer was bald the whole time, but after the reshoots, the second time you see him, he's got the crazy afro. <laughs> and my, my thing though, like I was telling my friend the other day, I'm like, obviously they added the hair to show the length of time in between. Because if not, you would not have understood that he aged at all. You would have been like, okay, I guess it was next day for him. Not only that, but I think it helps with his character because, you know, when you first see him, like, after all the beginning shots, he's going a little crazy and paranoid. I think the hair goes into that. It's all unkempt, he looks crazy. I gotta say, at the end, when Darth Vader started to kill oh, people, everyone, awesome scene. What do you think? I, I, I thought that was actually a pretty cool scene. I think that's, I think that scene was kind of what everyone wanted. They just wanted to see like Darth Vader in his rage. Uh, I backed into my seat because I was like, <laughs> no, he just. <laughs> Start killing everyone. What, yeah. do you, what do you guys think about Princess what, what Leia? What I actually enjoyed was like the fear in like the guy's eyes. Yeah, he yeah, reinstilled fear in the end. Yes. I haven't been scared of Darth Vader in a long time. Yeah, not to tell the little kid. What do you think about Princess Leia? That that work honestly with her and Grandma Tarkin, I thought was impressive. And people oh, want to complain, good. yeah, about Tarkin, but I was like that guy hasn't been around in like almost 25 years. They did a really good job in recreating him. Yeah. What were you expecting yeah. exactly? Yeah, I was actually very impressed with the work that they did on that. Um, I did want to bring up uh, really quickly the highest grossing films of 2016, just because of how funny it is. So you get uh, Finding Dory is the highest grossing film of the year. Um, uh, I know this one's wrong. Finding Dory. Um, well, it sucks. I can't find, I can't find the uh, worldwide one. But uh, this is for domestic gross. So you've got Finding Dory's number one at 486 million. Rogue One is uh, number two at 485 million. Number three is Captain America at 408 million. Oh my god. Number four is Secret Life of Pets, which. How'd that happen? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, 368 million. Um, and number five is The Jungle Book at uh, 364 million. Number six is Deadpool. And number seven is uh, Zootopia. Um, I do want to bring up too, I know in the worldwide one that all five are actually Disney. Uh, I believe the worldwide it's uh, Finding Dory, Rogue One, Captain America. No, I think it's, yeah, I want to say the it's Captain America's number one with Rogue One, but no, Rogue One's not behind it because Finding Dory is. Because Rogue One came out too late to hit a billion dollars mm -hmm. in time to get that number, but it's, uh, so, <laughs> I'm, like, going through this many times, but, uh, it's Captain America, Finding Dory, Rogue One, Jungle Book, and Zootopia are, like, the five highest grossing films of 2016, but that's the thing, is that's, like, unheard of, is for one studio to dominate the, you know, the films like that, but that's the thing, is, like, I feel like it's also part of Disney's, like, resurgence, that they've, like, they've really hit, like, a niche, I know, like, Anyone that knows this show knows we hate Maleficent. But Maleficent started the whole thing with redoing uh, old Disney movies. But those were actually making money. And once again, I didn't watch or care to watch Jungle Book. But they, 
they made a like hand over fist like money on that movie. That it it really made good. I want to say nine hundred million dollars, and that's considering that most people's complaint was that it was almost a shot for shot of the yeah. of the Disney classic. It, it kind of is. Yeah, less singing. That's about it. I mean, I'm excited for the Lion King. I mean, yes, I'm no. excited for the Lion King. The Lion King. I'm excited for that one. No, I'm guys, not. no. I'm wondering why Elton they're doing John that one. should come back. I, I, I'm excited for the Lion King. <laughs> I'm wondering why they're doing that one live action though. There's no humans in it, so you don't. Well, have neither to. is Jungle. Well, Jungle Book, but Jungle yeah, Book one kid, one. one. Yeah, I didn't understand why they did that one either, though. So yeah, I, Elton John should come back. <laughs> I mean, with his piano, just have him in the background. <laughs> I just feel I feel the same on on all these, where it's like I don't see any need to do those. Like just see Mufasa. You know, whatever. Awesome. We're getting them no matter what. I yeah. didn't care. I didn't care that they made Maleficent. I didn't care that they made Cinderella. I didn't care about Jungle Book. You know, I actually watched Cinderella on HBO. I was so bored one time. It was actually all right. <laughs> For that situation. It was actually, I was bored. It was on. It was all right. You sat and watched it. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Because, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. But, but I was sad about that movie. Beauty and the Beast. I'm excited about it. Ugh. Anyway. I wonder how Gaston's gonna look. Oh, dude, he looks hilarious. He's in the trailer. Yeah, like, yeah he's in the trailer. Oh, I didn't He looks almost as imposing look. as uh, as the cartoon version. Yeah. <laughs> Hunter's hero. The only thing, kind of. The only thing I don't like is that he's not he's not like a big muscular guy. Um, what's his name? Luke Evans or something like that. He still looks imposing. But, uh, the Rock should have done this. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock would have done this. The Rock did like Hercules, and he. Ate like 13 meals a day for that movie. That would have, yeah, I agree. That's The Rock. No excuse. But, but The Rock is like nice the and rock. sweet and. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just can't get over the fight of him. <laughs> What's the hairdo? Yeah, it's okay if it does get strong. He'd have to have the uh, pompadour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. To uh, CGI Hunter. <laughs> To move on into the parks, um, so now we're getting into Disney's money grabbing. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> let's, let's, start, let's start with uh, Disney Hollywood Studios. Um, this was back in November, but they added in Moana meet and greet uh, into the one man stream, and like it's super upsetting because like I, I just hate that like they're taking what's supposed to be like a, a historical like you know, Walt Disney thing, and they're just like, oh, and we can just, for no reason at all, put a Doctor Strange uh, movie preview and a Moana meet and greet. Like, I I think There's it's very no upsetting that. that they keep doing that. I understand, like, their argument of spacing and all that, but... At the same time, they have the princess fairy tale hall, so there's no actual reason why you should ever be putting a princess inside of it. Yeah. Very true. But, you know, as uh, people love to say online all the time, Disney's Hollywood Studios really is a park of whatever you can put in there. So I guess they really don't care is what it comes down to. So you can get inspired um, and then watch Doctor Strange. It's a toy chest <laughs> is what it is. I, I would like to point out too though that the uh, Moana meeting great is actually at the Aladdin's Oasis at uh, Disneyland. Which uh, that one, um, I actually saw people online complaining about that too where they're like, Aladdin's Oasis is for Aladdin, and I'm like, realistically, Aladdin's Oasis is the huge, like the biggest waste of space because it's never anything. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why does it matter? Like yeah. that's a that's a thing where it's like, who cares? They just, just recently poking. started doing food over there again. 
Well, it's not even food. It's a dessert party for um, fireworks. Oh, really? I know so it's not. Food, yeah, it's not a real thing. <laughs> it's, yeah, the reservation type deal. <laughs> um, so my last thing for Holly or for uh, Disney World though, they introduced this thing. Um, I want to say it was in December. They're calling it Express uh, Transportation. So it's fifteen dollars a day, and with it, uh, you get. The VIP treatment by getting, uh, you get to get picked up from backstage and taken to your destination with no, uh, no, uh, wait times at all for, like, the bus because you, you paid for this spot. Um, the one bad thing is that it only takes you to the parks, so you can't go to, like, Disney Springs or anything like that. My only, like, my thing with this is I'm like, it's stupid. It's stupid for me to be like, oh, for 15 more dollars, I don't have to wait in a line for a bus anymore. It's fine but with I, me. I do understand, yeah, I do understand, like, uh, the appeal of it. Where people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, at $15, is it really that much? Is it $15 per person or per, per family? Person. Person? I, I would figure Why person. would it be per family? <laughs> yeah. They're not that nice. They're different. <laughs> well, you have to consider, if you're already paying that much money Disney. for no, Disney you, World, you am I... You pay a little more, George. <laughs> yeah, George. You, you can't even argue that you because obviously more. the fact that they're making you pay for this at all means they don't care that you've spent money here already. The, the dessert party is the same way. It's like, we don't care. You're, you're already here. But... You're trapped. You're not going to get it, okay? <laughs> Realistically, for this too, you have to consider that you have to pay for it and they have to know how many people are in it. But, like, there's a lot of questions of it too, like how it works. I will say, um, apparently, like, the word so far has been good. Like, people really aren't hating on it. People at first were. Um, but it's that thing where people are like, ah, eh, you know, whatever, $15, that's whatever. Um, I know Disney World also announced this new. VIP cabanas thing and it's over in Tomorrowland. So they're white tents with a couch and a TV and a locker, uh, a safe locker. Mm -hmm. So you can uh, put your phone and stuff in there. And it's for you to just hang out in. Uh, and you get one uh, premium ice cream uh, like while, while you do it. Like that's one that I've heard people that are just like, no, like just not, Ooh, not at all. Ice cream. But that one, that one is apparently $700 a day. I'm paying you to hang out with my family in a tent. <laughs> yes. And, and I've seen pictures see of it, and it really, it's, like, for that one, the cabanas, like, they didn't even dress it up. Like, it's just straight up a tent with couches in it. It's just like, no. TV. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm not paying don't do that a much TV. for that. Oh, that's true. They probably don't But do they gave her the premium ice cream. <laughs> of, course, of course, Disney's, like, reaction to everything... Um, especially like the Max Pass, they, they love to go on how it's about guest service. Which I'm like, I understand that to a point, but like, me working at a casino, I see us giving things out way more often for the guest service of it. I mean, we, we do that way more often at a casino, and that's considering that a casino like, is constantly losing money. But you know, whatever, whatever way Disney wants to look at it. Um, so over at Disneyland, they amped up the security. So they they changed up the security entrances uh, at Disneyland. So instead of going to the Esplanade, uh, Esplanade and getting the security check, it's actually now um, right when you get off of the um, garage before you get on the tram. Uh, a lot of people are complaining. I heard people complaining while we were there. 
about it because it's like very ugly. It's like all open space and it just, uh, it funnels you into the security. But I know, and Elizabeth can uh, attest to it, you got through it so fast. Because that's the thing is there's so many security checkpoints, like there's like no wait time anymore. So I'm like, I don't get why it's an issue. I was wondering about when you walk though, like is how we all walk from the tram area? Is that gone now? And that's the bad news. They oh, no. took that out. So right. you cannot walk that way anymore. You can, um, if you decide not to take the tram, you can uh, go over to Downtown Disney and Downtown Disney at all of their entrances now have the same thing. So you're gonna get checked in there. Okay, but we can still but walk it. you can't walk through that sideway that yeah. we used to take anymore. You can't, you have to like That's walk officially all the way closed. Down. Okay, well at least you can still walk it. Like I was like, oh don't tell me I have to go on the tram. That right, I might as well just take the uh, the ridiculous uh, tram. <laughs> well, I mean, you well, you would agree, right? That it was I faster. I actually yes, it was faster, but I actually like the little the little walk. I agree. I miss the walk. I, I like my safety first, so I don't care. Oh, you you want your safety? Um, what? We're not saying we're not arguing against having the, a check having amped up. Yeah, it's just... we're we're saying about closing that spot. If that anything, walk down. I don't care about. If anything, spot. I think the security checkpoint should basically be when you're coming out of the garage, you have to go through it no matter what, even if you are gonna walk. Yeah, so, yeah. Because then it's like, oh well, and, and then I, realistically, it would prevent people from trying to walk to downtown Disney to get around the crowd, because then it's like, well, you're gonna get rechecked if you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing though, and I know it's the one thing people do like is that now you don't have the security checkpoint at the monorail station or at the Esplanade because now you're getting it done before you get in. So, I you know, no more lines too. for that. Yeah, yeah. And then more room. Yeah, and you're right next to your um, the parking garage, so in case you do have something that you don't, that you shouldn't have, yeah, you can just it, walk back up there and take it. Yeah. You need your selfie stick or your having gun. to take the 20-minute <laughs> ride. I like the people who argue the selfie stick. It's because they didn't see the I 20 signs. I don't know what your reasoning is, but you can't bring a taser with you. I don't know who told you you could. They say it so many times, too. They're like, no selfie I want to bring my taser, though. <laughs> ah! Stop it. Can you bring in your pepper spray still? Uh. All right, uh, so uh, here's, a, here's the Main Street Electrical Parade is coming back. Uh, as the Disney Parks blog put it, the return of the Main Street Electrical Parade to Disneyland Park on January 20th also leads the mark, uh, leads, also, what? They yeah, they worded it. That's awful. weird. Uh, January 20th also marks the return of the parade's original opening float. An illuminated Casey Jr. leads the iconic parade, pulling a giant drum that once again proclaims Disneyland presents the Main Street Electrical Parade in bright lights. This quintessential Disney Parks parade lit up the night at Disneyland Park from 1972 to 1996, returning in 2001 as Disney's Electrical Parade when it began its run at Disney California Adventure Park. At that time, the lead drum float was changed to reflect the parade's new name. Now, with the Main Street Electrical Parade returning to Disneyland Park for the first time since 1996, the float has been updated to reflect the parade's original title. The Main Street Electrical Parade was performed more than 3,600 times for more than 75 million guests during its original run in Disneyland Park and has been seen at Disney parks around the world. On January 19th, guests are invited to celebrate the parade's return and to 
ride their favorite attractions over and over in a special limited capacity premiere event. Tickets are on sale now. Uh, you know, go to the park blog for more information. Actually, in reading that, I forgot about that last part. So that last part was another money grab where you pay <laughs> to come in for a couple hours to see, uh, to like go on a couple rides and see the parade again. And I was just like, no, like I'm not doing that. It's an awesome parade, but never, never will so, I pay for that. Yeah, it's basically a hard ticket cost? event. Um, no, it doesn't, but... That's it's never a good sign. Probably at least a hundred dollars. I would probably say around like ninety-eight dollars. Probably like <laughs> I think eighty. My bad. For, I want to. I'd do it. But if okay. the ticket costs like a hundred and what five or ten, it should be half. Don't you think? Or like. You oh well, you would think, think but because no. you're only there for what three hours. Three they're magical probably also, hours. They also magical. are probably going to shove that that bad dessert in your face. Oh, oh we were right. It's $95. The tickets are $95. <laughs> wow. They are out of their mind. Oh, good job, Elizabeth. You guessed it. I was, it was close. I was honestly going to... I was not going over. I was thinking 70 because I was thinking it would be the same as like uh, Mickey's uh, Not, not so, so Scary. 95 That's insane. That's basically a park ticket. <laughs> yes. Anyway, for three magical hours. <laughs> I am excited for the return of the uh, electrical parade, but then um, at the same time, Paint the Night is just so much better. Like, Paint the Night is a great parade. I'm going to have to say no, but okay. No, I can, I can, I can partially say, agree I with that. It. I think, I, I think the electrical parade is more like nostalgic. But yeah, that, yeah. That, that's where I'm going. That, off that's of. about it. But like, when we were in Florida like, and we, we watched it, like. I mean, it's great, cool. It's long. It's long. That's the thing I, I, I do think Paint the Night is is a lot better um, for like Disneyland, Disney World. Well, it's LED lights. Um, With a thousand. Of course, like we all, uh, as anyone that listens knows, I am not in love with their soundtrack. Yeah. Because I think they could have done a better job, but. Why can't we do it again? Yeah. Oh, like oh, that's oh, the thing, oh, though. Is um, so the rumors are so there's two rumors. Either a um, Paint the Night's not coming back to Disneyland, and that's the real reason why Main Street Electrical Parade left Disney World to come over here. Or the other rumor is that uh, well, they haven't announced that yet. Well, they really haven't, they said, haven't what's said what's anything? up. Um, the other part of the rumor is that uh, the um, Paint the Night needs like a huge refurbishment because oh. like it's like uh, yeah, they basically ran that thing into the ground. So like. <laughs> Apparently they need to like work on it. System critical. Oh, that's not a good thing. I like Paint the Night except for the giant bell. I was like, I don't understand why she's so tall. Yeah, some parts of it I thought were kind of. Have you not seen Tinkerbell? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, with the lights on her face. Yeah. 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 Jesse looks really weird. Buzz too. looks cool. Yeah. I Jessie, think I like the, the fairies. Jesse really always cool. looks like an older version of Chucky. <laughs> so creepy. I was surprised that I like Mac because I don't really like cars. But I was like, that was really yeah, cool. Slinky was, cool. was tight. Slinky was cool. Yeah. So to move on to our main complaint. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so, um, so this happened uh, yesterday. Disney announced two things with FastPass. So they confirmed that FastPass Plus is basically coming to Disneyland. Except it's coming uh, called MaxPass. But Max on top Pass. of it, they also <laughs> announced that uh, we're getting two new FastPass editions. So I'm gonna read the uh, Parks blog version of uh, how 
Just because I love I love the way that they pretend like they're not trying to take your money. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well say we're not taking your money, but, but we, we are. are. <laughs> so many guests already know that. Disney Fast Pass is one of the best ways to make the most of their time at Disney parks. This landmark innovation was first introduced at Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World in 1999 as a way to provide guests with faster access to the fun. Over the years, Disney Fast Pass has evolved and expanded and is used at our theme parks differently based on the unique ways our guests enjoy our sights around the world. Uh, to stop right there really quick, what I love is like when they say that it's used differently, the only place that it's used differently is Disney World mm -hmm. because of the Fast Pass Plus. No other park has Fast Pass Plus, including the brand new Shanghai Disneyland does not have it. I thought that it did. Oh, see? So Disney World is the only park that has the a different version of Fast Pass, but soon to be Disneyland. Yeah. Um, Just in America. <laughs> So uh, I'm excited to announce further expansion of Disney Fast Pass coming to two of our most popular attractions, Toy Story Midway Mania in Disney California Adventure Park and Matterhorn Bobsleds in Disneyland Park. I love whenever they refer to it as Matterhorn Bobsleds because it's just like no one says it that way. It's the Matterhorn. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. When Disney Fast Pass first launched at Disneyland Resort, it was available at four locations, and over the years, the number has expanded to a total of 16 attractions with these two new additions. Now, I know Elizabeth is gonna agree. Toy Story Mania needs it. Yeah. Because that line gets in, like, it's always 40 minutes, but it's that thing where it's like, if you don't, if, uh, if, like, well, if uh, it gets too busy at the park, that's just a ride that you're like, I guess I'm not riding then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm now, not a fan of, uh, I'm not a fan of the, like, I think it's the, the line room. itself and the little hot box yeah. room. Not a fan of that either. Hot box. That's what it is and during the, the summer. Well, Matterhorn, like this my thing is Matterhorn, Matterhorn doesn't need it though. No, it doesn't. Because Matterhorn no. has two lines. And you're always walking. Yeah. But I don't like the new Matterhorn. I like the old one where it was two people because then I was being like kept protected. Now I just get thrown around. Matterhorn's awesome. Yeah, I I love Matterhorn, but um, <laughs> no, it's that it's that thing. It's like I understand Toy Story Mania. I don't understand Matterhorn. So at this too, um, I want to add in before I get to the max uh, pass. So what is it called? Uh, the Oh man, I just forgot the name of it. So the store that was over by Peter Pan in uh, Fantasyland. Um, the one that had like the shield. Do you yeah. your last name thing? Yeah. So that store just closed, like officially closed after being there for years. Um, there's a lot of rumors that that store is now going to become basically a FastPass Plus like um, location. A kiosk area? Yeah, because like anyone that's been to Disney World knows that they have multiple places where they have uh, cast members basically on standby for you to come up with your complaints or you just plain not understanding how it works and they help you with your fast passes. or I know I've heard a lot of podcasters talk about where they have fast passes just disappear and they'll go up there and they're like, hey, you know, what happened to my fast passes? And they're like, ooh, looks like the system decided you don't need to ride uh, that. But we can give you a fast pass for something you'll never use it on, like Finding Nemo. <laughs> I'm sorry you can't ride Everest. Here's a fast pass to something you won't ride. Yeah. Monster Inc. <laughs> so, um, 
so to move on, later this year, uh, we will launch Disney Max Pass. Max Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Which will allow guests to maximize their experience by providing unlimited downloads of their high-resolution PhotoPass images and by enabling the convenience of mobile booking and redemption of Disney Fast Pass return times, all by using the Disneyland app. Disney Max Pass will be available for an introductory price of $10 a day. I like how they said introductory just so that if they jack it up, they can be like, whoa, we, we never said you. it'd be $10 <laughs> forever. Annual Pass holders also will have the opportunity to purchase Disney Max Pass on a daily or yearly basis. So, to stop right there. So $10 a day to have the opportunity to book your Fast Passes. Now, personally, no. I would never pay that. Now, adding on the unlimited downloads of uh, PhotoPass, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe you got me there, because in that case, I would just use PhotoPass all day then. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm pretty sure, like, I've discussed it, like, uh, off mic with you guys, but I, I honestly think that they added that in there, because um, look at, like, uh, the PhotoPass areas. Like, there's never a line. No one's ever buying them. They're insane with their pricing. Yeah, $15 for an 8x10? No. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to steal the image. Yeah, but um, <laughs> to have like unlimited downloads of the pictures, like that's a plus. Especially if you can add, um, I'm assuming you can add your uh, your on ride photos into yours. Uh, at least if it, they use it the same way that they do it at Disney World, so even better. Like I know we've talked about the one dollar digital downloads of your Splash Mountain pictures. Like that was a cool idea because at one dollar. I'll probably buy the picture. I'll just be like, oh, whatever. Now, when you were like $8 for a digital download, that's when no one was buying it because they were like, you're insane. Why would we ever spend that much? I'm wondering what the Fast Pass is. Is it going to be just like the Disney World one where you get two that you're never going to use? Or am I going to be actually able to pick them? Well, you have to remember at Disney World, they had to add a lot of rides to their Fast Pass. Things like... Uh, Spaceship Earth or Nemo, like rides you would never need them on. Uh, great movie Fast ride. Floor, I think yeah. I Disneyland, uh, that's the thing is, as they're pointing out, there's 16 attractions, and all of those rides you would need a Fast Pass for. Yeah. So if anything, they're going to use it more like a, I'm assuming it's going to be more like a regular Fast Pass, where it's like you're booking it online, so you get, you can just basically see all the rides that are available, and you can choose them based on that. Especially if you're paying for it, I think you're able yeah. to be a little more, like, picky on what you do on a ride. Because yeah. I wouldn't have it all year, but I would choose it for, like, certain days, like, when you know it's going to be busy. Or if you have, like, just a big chat, you're like, yeah, you know what, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to do it. <laughs> Or you could just be a jerk and just I, like, if you have a couple, just one person buy it. <laughs> the other one's like, see ya. I'm gonna ride it. You, isn't it? George is going to be like, well, I had a big payday. I guess I'll get Max Pass and I'll get uh, the, what was it? The uh, $95. No, the Express Transportation. <laughs> Add it on. I got a big paycheck. I've had bad experiences with those transportation. But just for one person, right? One person. See ya, babe. Four what about me? Not bye. I guess you'll be in standby. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> Alright, so guests will continue to have the option of Disney Fast Pass service at no cost by obtaining physical Fast Passes at attraction Fast Pass kiosks, just as they do today. 
So, um... Wait, so I can still do my regular fast pass? Yeah, so that's the thing. It's, like, regular fast pass is still a thing, but... And, and I've, like, gone over, like, the way fast pass works. My question is, like, how is this working then? And that's, like, a big argument online right now. Is, is it working the same way? Where it means that, um... Are they just limiting, like, the amount of time frames that you can do? Because that would make sense, right? Well, because the way FastPass works is it works on an algorithm, where it's uh, how many people can get through this ride in an hour. And then they cut up that number and they say, we're going to reserve this many to be fast passes. That's why, you know, we've had many times where you're getting a fast pass and the next person uh, in your party gets one, and, and theirs is for the next time period. Yeah, it's like because five minutes later. They cut it up that way. Now, what I don't understand is uh, if you're offering a digital version of it and the physical, that means that you're taking both of those into account. So the only thing I can assume is that they're taking the original number and they're cutting up more of it by being like, oh, well, these are specifically going to be for that max pass thing. And then it's a smaller amount of people who are getting physical fast passes. And, and then that's like a big argument is it's like it's going to make ride times go up way higher because people are going to be like, oh, whatever, I'll just stand in line. And now you're waiting over an hour to get on Big Thunder when you've never had to do that. I've always had to wait an hour in Big Thunder. Big Thunder is like 40 minutes. It's pretty much an hour. I've um, waited more than an hour at Disney World. Now, my, my only thing that I worry about is that, because, you know, we, we just went to Disney World. Like, Frozen, the whole time we were there was sold out. Like, there was no way you could get that. And that was the only ride that was like that. And, like, the way you look at it, it's like you look at Disneyland and it's like, so Radiator Springs Racers I'm never getting on again? Like, is that what you're telling me? No, but I think, like, in Walt Disney World, that's why they allow you to book your Fast Passes six months prior. Yeah, but this is Disneyland. Let's just be honest. They're going to get rid of Fast Pass and they're going to do Fast Pass Plus. Yeah, they're going to take oh, this, That's what it sounds like, at yeah, least. Yeah, but isn't this what, what's replacing it? Yeah, this is their version. This is, this is their, their solution, version. yeah. Yeah, this is their version of Fast Pass Plus. And, and, like, you know, we've discussed it on the podcast before that there was a lot of talk that they didn't want Fast Pass Plus, but Disney was basically pushing, uh, you know, Disneyland into it. And then Disneyland was like, well, we'll just cut it up and make it different. That That's the thing is it's like, like I said, I, I honestly think what they're going to do is they're just going to cut up how many people are getting actual Fast Passes and they're leaving those for the reserve people. Which means that you're going to have a little bit of a disparaging time where people are going to be getting physical ones because they don't want to pay and then anyone who's paying basically gets to have every Fast Pass they want because they're all available because no one's buying them. But then people are going to figure that out and they're going to start buying Max uh, Pass and I'm going to guess that they're going to cut down how many fast passes there are when there's more people buying max pass because then they're like well who cares if they're physically here i want them buying, buying max pass or they could just be a jerk and just put the prices up higher oh they're gonna do oh, that they're too. gonna yeah. do that the, price is with, with the, price. the way they worded it they're like oh when this takes off the way we think it will Soon. Well, at least it's not $200. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing, too, is that, uh, yeah, because um, the closest thing you can compare it to is a VIP pass at uh, Universal, which, as George looked it up, it's $199. So it's like, you're, you're still, you're still uh, on the south end, but it's that thing. It's a slippery slope, because now they're charging you, uh, once they see, like, people buying it, they're going to charge you more. 
that, like I said, it's it's a slippery slope. Um, it's just not good to look at. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I will give them at, to their credit is, um, so as we all know, since we're annual pass holders, <laughs> but uh, so they introduced the signature plus pass. Now, the signature plus pass means that uh, you get no blackout dates. But then there's some people like us who are not going to pay over a thousand dollars for a fast pass or uh, for a fast pass for a uh, annual, annual pass. pass. So our annual pass. Um, is signature pass with the blackout date of the two weeks of uh, Christmas and New Year's. <coughs> so, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Well, we don't even go yeah, there, that's right? the thing is, it's like we would never go there. They're at capacity every day. Well, we went on the twenty-seventh. Well, this is the this is the this is the upsetting part. So, I've been reading like the blogs and stuff, and uh, the last few weeks at Disneyland. Once that blackout period lifted, they've been at like capacity every day now. Because all those people who were not going because they were blacked out are now going into the park. So now it's turning into a thing where it's like, well, when's the slow time? Because usually January is. I mean, I was just looking at my time hop and last year, or uh, three years ago, we were at Disneyland with Ellie when she was a baby and it was dead in the park the whole time we were there. Now they're they're seeing like huge crowds where I was reading like what was it Disney uh, California Adventure was uh, um, well these are unofficial numbers but they were expecting fifty thousand people uh, the week after uh, New Year's and they've been getting sixty four thousand people a day like that's insane and then Disneyland is even higher so it's like you know these are numbers that it's like eventually they're gonna see that and they're gonna be like well now we have to black out more of the calendar because obviously people there's too many people that are coming in as annual pass holders and i think that's a problem that like they just have to consider well that's a problem that they've always had with the annual pass holders well isn't it good that isn't january supposed to be a slow date so isn't it good for us like we're bringing more money in it's good for disney it's bad for us as the guests because it's packed now like i was reading like people were basically shoulder to shoulder like the uh, the week after New Year's, it was shoulder to shoulder in there. So it's like, you don't even want to be there at that time. No. The only time that it wasn't like that is one of the days it rained and no, everyone left because they're all locals. But then that's the other part is that, and I've gone over that many times, like right before they announced the price increase, Disney hates annual pass holders because annual pass holders don't spend money. Annual pass holders go there and they're locals, so they just go in, ride some rides and leave. That's the thing is that, you know, they're going to see that and they're going to be like, well, I guess I'll just gouge you more because you're not spending money while you're here anyway. And it sucks because it's like, yeah, that's a good percentage of the annual pass holders, but that's not us. When we go yeah. there, we're well, buying stuff. We're different. Constantly. You, like, we're, we're technically not locals. Local. Yeah, we're not, we're not locals. We're, like, we live I, in Las Vegas, so when we, yeah, when we go there, we're going to be there all so, day and to, we're going to spend all of our money in there. To be fair, though, I feel like we're locals because of how often we go. But True. that's just my way of thinking. I mean, if I was local there, like if I was like, if I live in California, like, I would have just gone to Disneyland and probably just ride some ride and just go home. If we were locals, George, we would be at Disneyland right now. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be recording in the park. We would be recording in the park. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, that that's the thing though. Um, but ultimately, you know, Max Pass is coming. We can't argue against it. Uh, all we can do is be wary. Um, 
As a quick uh, ending note, because I want to end on something more positive. So, the soft opening for the Iron Man experience at Hong Kong Disneyland has been going on. I don't know if you guys have looked it up on YouTube, nah. but it's spectacular. Like, it I'm just like watching it just foaming at the mouth like, I want this. Like, I know we discussed like when Star Wars Land opens, is uh, Star Tours going to go away or not? But, you know, uh, watching the video, I was like, yeah, this is def- we, we could definitely take this instead. Like, here, here's the first part. So they have <laughs> a meet- How dare you? Hold on. They have a meet and greet with, uh, with Iron Man. And I love the way they did it. So the door that he comes out of has a screen on it. And uh, it shows, because uh, they announced that Iron Man is uh, flying in. On the screen, you see, uh, you see uh, basically it's a shadow of Iron Man flying in. And then the door opens up and it's Iron Man, you know, in the suit. And you're just like, oh my god, great entrance. But then, mind you, this is a Chinese park. This is Hong Kong Disneyland. They have, uh, they have him talking, just like the Kylo Ren and the Darth Vader. But it's a, I know it's not him, but it's a very close Robert Downey Jr. like impersonator. So like he talks and you're just like, oh my god, it's Iron Man. And what I love is they have like a handler with him that's Chinese and she's like speaking Chinese to let all the people know what he's saying. And I'm just watching this like, they made this for us. Like there's no way they made this for anyone but Americans. Like, cause, cause he comes in and he's like, uh, like, cause you know, everyone's like cheering and he's like, I'd be glad to see me too. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. But then, um, so the Iron Man experience, we've gone over that too. The Iron Man experience is basically Star Tours and, um, like almost no joke, like watching it, you could tell that everything's basically the same, except of course what you're seeing. Cause what you're seeing is, uh, you're with Iron Man and Iron Man is getting attacked by, uh, these like, uh, bots which uh, are run by Arnim Zola, which I love that they show Arnim Zola too. I'm just like, oh yes. But there, there's like a ton of like, uh, you know, of course, Marvel nerdy stuff and there's a Stan Lee cameo. Um, <laughs> of course. But that's the thing, it's like, you're just watching it and you're just like, I would love to see this. Like this would be a great ride to have. But um, you know, that that's like in the future for us, I guess. But, it's coming, Marvel land. Well, like I said, the fact that it's all in English and that was the thing too, is the Iron Man Experience ride, same thing. It's uh, the impersonator talking in English. And then, because you're in the vehicle and it's supposed to be Jarvis talking to you, but Jarvis is speaking Chinese. Which I, I'm assuming is because that's them being like, oh, Jarvis is basically catching you up on what's going on. But if you're American and you're watching it, you understand what's going on because you understand what Iron Man's saying to you. Mm -hmm. So like... That, that's the thing though, is I'm watching this and I'm just like, they made this with the intention that it's going to go in America. And as we all know, they can't build it in uh, Disney World because of Universal and their uh, contract. But because Universal Hollywood gave theirs up, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure is perfect for that. And then you've already got what we all thought was would have never happened. Tower of Terror is being built uh, or rebuilt as Guardians of the Galaxy. So I I mean, I honestly see Star Tours going down and becoming Iron Man experience makes like, per it's perfect sense. Like, especially cause, and we've gone over that. When they open Star Wars Land or Star Wars experience, I hope to God they don't call it that. But it, when they open the Star Wars Land, it's that thing, it's like, oh, so I've got Star Wars over here and then I have to go all the way to Tomorrowland to see Star Wars again. <laughs> You're not gonna wanna do that. You're gonna be like, this doesn't make sense. 
So I mean, I I honestly think I I think they're just waiting for Star Wars Land to open so that they can justify it. They can't just like pick up uh, Star Tours and move it to. Dude, Star Tours is an expensive ride. The those motion simulators are like millions of dollars. Like they're not gonna just move. I, I know yeah, what George is saying there. though. Move it over to Star Wars. Because well, that that was I've heard other podcasts talk about where they're like, why don't they just build um, another Star Tours over at the Star Wars Land so they have Star Tours there and then do Iron Man. Uh, or do Star Tours original location as Iron Man, and it's like, why would you do that at all? Like, well, you gotta be makes, thinking money wise. Yeah, it's expensive. opposite sense to be like, oh, we'll put a ride that's already here over here. Especially if it's the same exact ride. I mean, I've got Roller Coaster Tycoon, and I'll tell you, when I'm building a ride, I'm not, I'm never like, well, I'll just move this on the other side. I just go, well, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Listen to Judge Doom over here. <laughs> I I mean, Goodbye. I would say if they did that with Star... Because, like, of course, there's the opposite thing. Like, I do love Star Tours, as anyone uh, that listens to this knows. We're huge Star Wars fans. So I would love, like, Star Tours to be over at Star Wars Land, too. Because Star Tours is a perfect ride, especially with the changing stuff in it mm-hmm. now. But it's that thing. It's like, if they have to choose one or the other, which one do you think they're going to go with? You think they're really going to take it down? What? Star Tours? He's I can just, see it. He's saying, like, I mean, think about it. We, didn't, we, we reported okay. on, on Tower of Terror, and what was the first thing we all said? There is no way. I did not. I did not dab. <laughs> I did not It looked like dab. it. No. Anyway, we said <laughs> it in, like, an earlier podcast. We said, we said, no, they're not going to, you know, yeah. facelift well, Tower of Terror. Then they did it. So that is not actually a far stretch because they've yeah. already done it once. That yeah, that's how I feel. Is it's like it's not it's not a stretch anymore because once Tower of Terror was announced to be rebranded as Guardians of the Galaxy, now it just seems like well anything can happen. Nothing now. is safe now. It seems. <laughs> I mean, what was it? Uh, I know like you guys don't listen to like any other podcasts and stuff, but everyone kept insisting that when Space Mountain, when Hyperspace Mountain went down and became Ghost Galaxy again, they were like, well, that just means that Hyperspace Mountain's not coming back. You know what happened in December? Hyperspace Mountain came back. So it's like, well, you know, all they're doing now is they're just like, they keep showing you, they're like, we don't care what you think. Uh, All the people who are like, I want my original Space Mountain. They're like, well, all these Star Wars fans want Hyperspace Mountain. So until Star Wars Land is open, they're they're just smoking. I want Hyperspace Mountain. I love that. I want that permit. It's awesome. It's okay if we get rid of the Halloween one, but I want Hyperspace Mountain. That one scared me the first time. I love Hyperspace Mountain, and I understand that once Star Wars Land opens, that's the thing, it's gone. That's gonna, they're not gonna do that anyway. Just like Launch Bay is not going to be there anymore. So we got to take it while we still have it. But that's the thing is because of all of those things, you can't help but look at Star Tours and be like, so are you going to go with them? Well, then maybe Star Tours is starting to get nervous over there. Oh, (laughs) no, guys. Yeah, Star Tours has to be looking like... Over their shoulder. Yeah, it has to be looking over their shoulder like, well... Oh, yeah. no. Is that Jarvis? Oh, no. Oh, no. What's happening? <laughs> well, because what? You've already got Cap- uh, Captain America and Spider-Man were already... Well, and Thor were already in Tomorrowland. Yeah. So, like, Tomorrowland, they've already made it a point, can perfectly be a uh, Marvel area. So, now we just have to wait and see. That's true. <laughs> I, I think, though, either way, I'd be happy. Yeah. Uh, if we don't get it, that's that's fine. But if they do it like that... You, you'll probably only have so, you'll still have complainers. You're always going to. And on a plus note, uh, I wanted to add into that uh, I have seen pictures of the rock work for the trail uh, or for the um, uh, Disneyland Railroad, 
fantastic. Like oh, it, good. Like you can tell that they're like almost done. Actually, because it was raining the last week, they had to put tarps over it to uh, protect it, while because you know it's uh, exposed right now. But um, you know, it, it all goes into that same thing. It's like you know they're making it a point to get Star Wars Land done, and that's just super exciting. Yeah. But uh, what else was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Um, also, I don't know if we said it before, but Star Tours is gonna be adding Episode Eight this summer, so that's also a big thing to look forward to. Same. Which kind of does suck because it was only recently that they took out the uh, Finn part where, um, well, they, they didn't take it out. What they did is they made it where, um, I had read, like, they, they just changed it so that it's still um, looping or, you know, you still have that in there, but it's not every time you have to see that. Oh, okay. Like, they took it out of the rotation as a permanent fixture thing? Yeah, because it was permanent before. Yeah, it was. You always so, ended up on Jakku at first. Yeah. Pretty soon we're gonna get uh, episode eight. Have they announced the like which season Star Wars Land is opening? I believe it's supposed to be 2018, 2019. People keep saying 2019. I I don't. I think it's 18. Yeah, maybe. I don't think 2019. Just because 2019 would mean that it's coming out when the last Star Wars movie comes They're out. They're gonna open it yeah. and they yeah. can still profit off of. The I new guess one. I was yeah, like, I'm I not sure if it was this year or next year. Especially with like the rate they're at, I'm like 2018 could be like a real a real one. And, and I'm not saying early 2018. I'm guessing mid to late like 2018. Summer? Yeah, because like look at Avatar. Avatar is like uh, already about to open up and that's considering no one thought that there was much work going on at first. And then one day you turn around and you're like, there's a uh, mountains. <laughs> so that's going to do it for us this week. Um, I do want to start off by saying sorry. I know the podcast has not been very weekly. I know because you people keep complaining to me. <laughs> I'm super sorry. We're planning, uh, we're making a schedule and we're planning to get that going. And once again, I I did like think that it'd be a cool idea to like restructure it and make it a little more history. So I am working on like some projects. Like, like I said, we're gonna do like a full backstory on Beauty and the Beast. Um, especially like uh, anyone that knows like Beauty and the Beast has a tumultuous like opening or like beginning part. So uh, that's like something I'm interested in. Of course, Rogue One, and there's like other there's other things too. Like uh, we'll get into attractions and Disney history, but um, once again, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for any ratings we get, even when they're uh, negative to me. I get it. I say like a lot. I'm sorry, but uh, you know, uh, like 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 like. like, like. <laughs> uh, make sure to go onto iTunes and give us a five star rating, hopefully. But that's your choice. What rating you want to give us? But uh, just go give on us there. a vote. Yeah. Give, give us a rating. We, we enjoy getting your criticism anyway. Uh, you can email me at geodisney113 at gmail.com. That's G-I-O-D-I-S-N-E-Y 113. Uh, you can contact me on Twitter uh, at geodisney. Also, uh, you can go to my website. It's geocomedy. That's G-I-O-C-O-M-E-D-Y dot com. That hosts the podcast and... Uh, I do want to also throw in there, I, I do do stand-up, so that's a good way to stay in contact with me. I'm just going to promote myself. I don't care. Uh, you can also reach George on the web. You can follow me on Instagram, uh, J182. You can also have a new web... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hunter? 
Uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram. I'm at the Disney Guy two four or on Twitter, Hunter three G ATM. Courtney. I have an Instagram, Court Giordano. I'm not spelling it out. <laughs> Don't follow. Okay. Don't follow me. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. I post a lot of baking pictures. <laughs> yes, Courtney does like to bake and she does also uh, act. So she does like <coughs> acting out here in Las Vegas. So that's like uh, stuff that we do. Of course, Elizabeth isn't on the web because she doesn't like the internet. She's off the grid. She, yeah, she's <laughs> off the grid. She doesn't even know what internet she is. She saw the Tron Legacy and said, I don't want to be there. <laughs> I don't want to be on the program. <laughs> I just don't want I'm anything coming out of my computer. <laughs> um, but really quick, uh, we want to thank Dave for uh, being a loyal listener. We want to thank Nathan. Uh, we didn't even say anything Hi, mean Nathan. about the playoffs. Hi, Nathan. <laughs> do it now, do it now. <laughs> but uh, we also want to thank... Uh, Chris Scowrun, uh, he's on the uh, Twitter. He loves to tweet me up, so thank you. And uh, thank you, Bob Iger, for uh, listening to <laughs> apparently all of our ideas and slowly making them reality. And stealing them. <laughs> but, you know, we, uh, we just want to say again, thank you, guys. Okay. See you later. Thank you. Oh. Uh, we all looked at Courtney, and she just was like, no. I'm well, not saying I anything. was confused. I'm like, wait. All right, see you guys. Adios. Goodbye. Bye. Ka-chow. Are you? Lightspeed to Endor!